Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 28. This is Deb Falzoy, and today I'm talking about the wide variety of perceptions of outcomes in actual illegal discrimination. Now, we know that a lot of workplace abuse is discrimination, but it's discrimination that can't be proven. Um, and when it comes to actual actual discrimination rooted in things like sexism or racism or ableism or ageism, those are the foremost popular ones, um, people still don't feel justice, a sense of justice. They, they feel, uh, they often get little or, or nothing of value and suffer through the legal system. So do you want to hear more about what I have to say? More after this. If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abusive power, you've found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. So I'm talking today about the wide variety in perceptions of outcomes from actual illegal discrimination cases. And in a lot of these employment civil rights cases, according to the book, again, Rights on Trial, the law leaves untouched the hierarchies and the alleged injustices that gave rise to the litigation in the first place. Satisfaction with outcome doesn't necessarily equate to winning, so there's a, a pretty big difficulty in defining what's a win or a loss with these cases. So plaintiffs, the employees, often get little or nothing of value and they suffer. The, the lawsuit generally takes a huge toll on the plaintiffs. It generally results in job loss. So we're talking about losing structure and often meaning in, in, the, in employees' lives, including their identities. It can result in bankruptcy, so financial insecurity. It'll take a toll on families. There's uh, a lot of divorce that results from um, going through a lawsuit. There's mistrust. There can be alcoholism, drug abuse, depression, a lot of doctor bills, even if the plaintiff, the employee, wins the case. Many plaintiffs simply want to be reinstated in their jobs. They don't necessarily want large sums of money. They don't even necessarily want a verdict of guilt for the employer. Oftentimes, they just want to be heard in court. Um, other times, small settlements satisfy the plaintiffs because they have a chance, in some cases, to tell their stories. So winning means different things to different people. It might mean recovering amount of an amount of money deemed fair or significant enough to make the organization change their behavior. Often, there isn't a change in behavior um, all plaintiffs really want is some level of compensation, vindication, and organizational change. Um, but employers rarely or seldom have to acknowledge that they committed discrimination. They might not feel satisfied until they obtain vindication against the charge of discrimination. And regardless of the outcome, the employer gets an attorney bill. So goals change as reality and understandings shift for the employee. It generally results in a settlement when both parties agree on compensation. And as the employee realizes that the legal expenses get higher and higher, 
um, as the case progresses, the, the plaintiffs prioritize financial compensation simply because this is what employers are willing to give. And vindication and organizational change are rarely part of the outcome because the defense typically calls the shots. Some never offer settlements. They, they get concerned with possible signals that the settlement sends to other workers. And some even mount all-out defenses despite the cost so they can discourage other employees from, from engaging in a lawsuit. Some only settle when it's clear that they did something wrong, but most decisions are based on some kind of cost-benefit analysis, except when it comes to government and risk assessment. Settlement is more likely when there's more risk, with a goal of making the smallest settlements possible, and employers want the problem to go away, and they get tired of spending money in the fight. Plaintiffs are so often disappointed with the outcome, they believe so often that the outcomes have little or nothing to do with the merits of their claim and lack the ability to tell their stories, but they accept money so they can stop the stress and the cost. They feel generally that the compensation, the financial compensation is inadequate and the offending individuals have not had consequences and the discriminatory practices continue. Some don't accept settlements to achieve justice and to hold the employer accountable, and some simply want to tell their versions of story of their story in front of their former employer to feel heard. Others want the organization to change and termination for the offender, and many plaintiffs sue to vindicate their view that the what the employer did was wrong. Plaintiffs are generally left feeling disappointed with the outcomes and then having major burdens on top of it. So first is the job, job conflict and then the termination and then comes deciding to sue the lawsuit itself and the costs associated with it. Um, with the income loss from termination, the, the lawsuit fees create some serious stress for the employees making it difficult to pay mortgages, monthly bills, associated medical expenses. And the irony is that bankruptcy is a frequent outcome since remedies for employment civil rights are explicitly designed to make up for lost earnings. The process takes a much higher emotional, physical, and financial toll on employees than it does employers. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org slash targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin McLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you on the next